Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the Arms Boom and Lag Project live in season two with a banging new theme song. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my buddy, uh, Luke Michaud, who is the lead singer for Big Wiggle. Big Wiggle and the Boys actually put in together a little bit of a track for me over the uh, holiday break. So shout out to Luke and all the guys at Big Wiggle. Hope you're doing well. And thank you for that banger. Two thumbs way up for that. Yeah, season two here at the Arms Boom and Lag Project. So we are broadcasting live this evening on a couple of new platforms. We're still on Facebook, our main way of connecting with you for these shows uh, as they happen live once a week. We're also live on Twitter and we're live for the first time on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. So we're hoping to get some interaction from the folks who follow on YouTube and you can get about 450 hours of local content since May of last year for all the different shows for season one for the Arms Women Like Project that's up already on YouTube. Check it out for yourself. And you can find out more on my website, armsboomandleg.com. Uh, lots to get to. Hopefully you had a pretty good Christmas break. Uh, kind of back into the swing of things. As somebody said to me, this is the most Monday-feeling Tuesday, I think, as we head into the new year. And uh, we are going to talk a little bit about getting into that calm space. There's been a lot of news over the last 24 hours. I think pivot's going to be the key word for most of Ontario over the next little bit. So we'll get into... Um, some coping mechanisms, getting organized with people in your life and getting back on to uh, sort of a good vibe for 2022 and beyond. Happy to say we've got new partnerships here on the show as we head into season two of this podcast live stream. Uh, we are brewing some good news. We've partnered up with Hag Customs in Amherstburg, Ontario. Glenn and Kim were on the show last season and they are so awesome to work with. They are now taking over the ceramic mugs that we are selling on behalf of the show, uh, our show logo on and dishwasher safe, microwave safe, and they're $20 a mug. And Kim and Glenn are happy to talk to you about getting those to you. 100% of the proceeds are going to benefit the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society and the Ronald McDonald House at Windsor Regional Hospital. And last year, we raised $500 for the two charities. So split between the middle, that was 250 each to each charity. So we're very grateful and thankful for our partners in season one, Divinal Designs and Debbie and her team. So thank you so much for that. Uh, if you want to find out more on how to get those mugs, you can message me directly or again, check out our website, send me an email, armsboomandlag.com. So my guest to kick off season two, what can I say about her except that she is an amazing lady, uh, extremely talented in the art of organization. And it is something I think a lot of folks who are scrambling to kind of make sense of what this year has is going to bring and what year last year, last couple of years have really uh, sort of brought uh, most families to get organized, whether you're working from home or doing that pandemic pivot. And a lot of us are now going to be homeschooling for the next couple of weeks. Thought I'd bring her back on the show, very timely advice. And we've got lots of ground to cover. I'm very happy to welcome my good friend, Karen from Get Organized Windsor, who is back with us on the show. Happy New Year, my friend. Good to see you. How are you? Ooh, good. How are you? I'm How good. You? Thanks for kicking off season two with me. I appreciate the time. Oh, well, this was kind of a neat idea when you said, uh, will you be my first guest? And I'm like, really? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Well, I'm happy to have you on the show and I'm glad that you and the family, everyone's doing well. Um, how was, first of all, how was the holidays? Let's, let, let's get some of that holiday hijinks out of the way. How was uh, Christmas and New Year's? <laughs> well, I decorated like we were going to have a house full and didn't, but um, yeah, I'm just taking it all down. So, of course, that's a good few days of, of work there, but getting everything back to normal. But it's kind of nice to reduce it down to less of the clutter. As much as I love putting it up, right, it's always nice to take it down. But, no, the holidays were nice. I wish we'd had a little bit of snow like last year. It was great when it snowed Christmas Day. It kind of lifted everybody's spirits when we were kind of in a reduced uh, household then. But um, we did see everybody. We just split them apart this year instead. We usually have our parents here together with um, some of my in-laws as well, my brothers and sister-in-laws, and, and we didn't have that because of the, just the risk of everyone together. So it worked out. We saw everybody anyway. Do you find like um, overall, I know and it's been a real challenge for a lot of folks, especially for year one of the pandemic, right? Where you, everyone was sort of in their own bubbles for the holidays. And I think this past holiday season, it was like, um, I'll go back to, I guess, Christmas 2020, which was last year or last year year. Uh, yeah. you know, we went to my parents' house and we literally did Christmas in the garage, uh, mm. and it was freezing up because we didn't want to go in and everybody did the whole yeah. six feet thing. This year was a little different. We gathered, but we did like Carrie's side of the family and then my side of the family. Right. Um, and Christmas Eve and Christmas New Year's, but it was like a subdued. it was still fun. It was great to see everybody. It was very subdued. 
but right. not in like a depressing way. I mean, I think everyone's kind of cognizant and I think it's always lingering there about what's going on in the world, but it was just kind of like a very intimate holiday setting for us at least. Yeah, same, exactly. Yeah. We had fun with both in you know different timing of the day and, and made it work between the meals and dessert sort of thing. We kind of split it up a little bit and um, at least we got to see everybody, but in intervals that kept everybody kind of safe. So, yeah. it's Which is okay. I mean, honestly, like I remember doing had it, right? Better than the video chat. We did a video last year with everyone and it, it certainly was not the same, Yeah, but it was just what needed to be done. Right. So, you know, at least this was a little better this year and leading up to felt a little more normal. It's funny. Like, you know, the video chat stuff like this is great. Like I think in some, some aspects is, is, and I've said it many times here on the show, it's like, you're able to connect with people and kind of bang out things and you know, not have to travel to get mm. to certain people, but then you miss the face-to-face -face contact. But um, I mean, if you even look past, I don't know if I know you've got fairly large family and like we have a fairly large family, but I almost felt like around the holiday season, there was such a commitment uh, grind that you had to be at certain people's houses at certain times. Like I remember when Carrie and I were first started dating, uh, we like the Christmas day, it was like a couple hours here, a couple hours here, a couple hours, hours here, here. And at the end of the day, I'm like, what? And now it's like our biggest thing Christmas day for us was anyways, just going to my mom's for dinner for a couple of hours and coming home. So I yeah. like, to me, it's like, it's not bad to have not that many commitments to do. I guess I can enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. We kind of had to split it up years ago just because we have two of my husband's siblings that live out of town. Um, so we'd always have like our Skadden Christmas um, before or after Christmas so that they could have Christmas with their family in their home rather than traveling for Christmas day. And then with our home, we have the dining room now, which I'm in um, just switch it up a little. Um, and that kind of is nice because we have both families together. So once the kids were little, it was like, we didn't want anyone missing out on the grandkids, you know, for, for Christmas. Sure. Cause that kind of is where, you know, having the little kids around is a lot of fun, right? So we said, well, we'll have it and we'll have everybody. And it works out for the ones who are local, at least. And I'm an only child, so it's kind of simplifies my size, just my parents. So <laughs> when I see my cousins and things um, separately. Uh, well, really my, long, so. my sisters, who I know you've met over the years too, um, you know, they're older now, they've got boyfriends. So there's like that whole side of the side of things where it's like, okay, we're only going to stay a little bit here, mom. So they say to my mom and then we yeah. go to And then it's like, my mom's been pretty good with that. And I kind of tease her because I'm like, when I was like that age and I had to go to Carrie's, you know, when we first started dating, it was like, oh, wow. Now it's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Go. But it's kind of changing of the seasons, right? Uh, you broke the mold. The oldest <laughs> one usually does, right? So. Lay down the groundwork. Yeah. For the skis, right? They should thank you. They should give you an extra gift. Yeah. yeah, I hope hopefully they'll 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 stream this after the fact and be like, hey, we're going to hook up arms. So, well, I'm glad everything went well. Um, obviously, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Want to talk about getting people um, into that mindset of what's been happening. Kind of a crazy couple of days here in Ontario. Um, and we also want to talk a little about some of those tips um, that you are just so awesome for in terms of kind of getting our lives in order. Uh, just before we kind of dive into that, let's go to a couple of comments coming into YouTube. Uh, Dr. DiNardo, who's going to be on with us next week. Uh, awesome lady. She says, amen arms. And we used to call it the Christmas road rally. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a great term for some right? people for sure. Yeah. Get Especially on the road and go. Have divorces, right? They have to split their time between, we have a lot of friends who have multiple kids, you know, from combined families trying to make that one day, like you said, or two days work. And, and it's just almost unmanageable. The amount of ground they have to cover some of them out of town. You know? It's a lot. It's a lot for a couple of days, right? And then it's funny. It's like when Christmas is done. I don't know if you feel the same way, Karen. It's like, oh my gosh, like all that for one day, right? All the work goes into one, really one, maybe one and a half days. Yeah, I mean, it feels like not quite a wedding, but you know, for some families, have quite a bit of food, and you're cooking it all, and it's all coordination, right? Time, making sure everything hits the table at the same time. There's a real magic around that. <laughs> I don't know. My mom's mastered it. I'm, I'm getting there, but that's not my forte. So. Yeah, yeah I, I honestly think it's like, you know, the people who make the magic happen, like kudos to them, because that's the end of the day. It's like, takes a lot to make that Christmas magic happen. And I think when you're younger, you don't really get to appreciate that because, you know, yeah. Santa does his part, but mom and dad also do their parts too. Yeah. And then again, there's the cooks, right? And, and everyone who brings all of that. That's a lot of time and effort, especially putting things into baking, from, you know, from scratch and the homemade stuff all ahead. That all takes a lot of prep work and thought process before you're usually planning weeks in advance. 
and again, the decorating, I mean, it's all things we, some of it we put on ourselves and it is joyful. I've started that earlier, so I don't put pressure on myself. I've done it earlier and I really do like it a lot better. It gives me room to breathe and be more creative. So, and that kind of ties in with all of this is, you know, doing things that are creative helps kind of, it helps you breathe a little bit, right? And, and really enjoy it and not just do the to-do list. You have to throw some creative elements in and have a little bit of fun, of course, and leave, leave white room, as they say, right? right? White space to fill it in with the things that pop up too. Honestly, that was my Christmas Eve. Like Carrie got on me a bit this year because obviously we're, you know, expecting a little one and, uh, you know, trying to watch our spending as I think a lot of folks are doing over the yeah. last little bit. But uh, one of my traditions, we've always done it, like when my grandfather on my dad's side, so in Filipino, we would, we, it's supposed to be called Lolo, but we called them Tatai, which is Filipino for father. When he was alive, we used to spend Christmas Eves at their place and we would always get a honeybee ham. And I remember that, you know, I will take that to my grave thinking, you know, that it, like the honeybee ham was in on Christmas Eve. It was awesome. So since we got our place out here in Amherstburg, I've sort of made that a tradition with Liam is like every Christmas Eve, I'm going to honeybee and I'm going to get a ham. And Carrie's like, are you crazy? Because it's not, I mean, they're great hams. Yeah. I, mean, I love them. Yeah, but absolutely. They're not cheap, right? No. Um, so, you know, with COVID protocols, I said to Carrie, I'm like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up in the morning and a place in order for one. I'm going to drive out to the East End because we're in Amherstburg and I'm going to go pick one up. And she's like, are you crazy? You're going to get up at seven to go drive on Christmas Eve. And I said, yeah, just get Liam up gently. I'll get a coffee. And you talk about that white space. That was my white space ahead of like, her family coming over. God, I love them, love her family. But the craziness that had to go on, because I was also cooking a turkey too, yeah. was like me driving out to Lausanne Road to go grab the honeybee yeah. ham to come back. It sounds stupid, but it was, nope. it was very much peace for me, you know? Yeah, it's just breathing. And for some people, you know, they take a bath or, you know, it's just kind of shutting everything out um, for a little while. And a drive is a great way to do that. I think we've all kind of done that a little bit and enjoyed some Christmas lights and things like that. You know, it just gives you room for, for calm. But yeah, and it does get as much as we love all of it and we love everyone that's coming. It, it just does get create hectic, crazy, you know. And then there's like that afterglow, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, where it's like that weird sort of vortex between, you know, Boxing Day to like New Year's Eve or it's like nobody knows what's going on. I'm wearing jogging pants like every day. It's like I don't even know what day it is. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. That especially with the calendar. I mean, I I took the calendar down, actually. I used to fill it out every day. You know, it's kind of like our family diary, I guess. I've done it for years and everything's on there just in point form, you know, any major event that's happened or just to remember kind of what we were doing and, and whatnot. And I just, I just kind of took it down. I'm like, you know what? I, no one's even paying attention anymore. The boys are going their way. Everything's on their phones. So it's not <laughs> much to keep track of. And who's doing anything anyway? Like, we, right. you know, I'll, I'll meet friends and we'll go to lunch and things beforehand. Right. And I'm glad I did because now we're, you know, now we're in, where we can't do that. So I'm glad we got to at least uh, support some of the restaurants before. Yeah. I, um, out, though, right. We do that, especially when this happens, but yeah, it's, and I'm glad you said, you brought that up because it's like, um, you know, my wife is celebrating her birthday Thursday and, oh, cool. um, I was going to take her out. That's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to take her out. I had reservations for the pepper cat here in Amherstburg on oh, Saturday. I love that place. It's good, right? It's, it's so really good. good. And it's really quaint. So good. It's like our own little, it's like, like the keg almost, but not, if that makes sense, you know? Oh, but their, their dishes are delicious. Their, their cocktails are fabulous. And it's just a really quaint atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Like that rooftop view in the summer and the fall, it's gorgeous up there. So love it. Yeah. I really enjoy Pepper Cat. So can you do that? Can you do takeout for her there? Is that what you're going to do? We're going to try, right? I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like I was we were looking at my mom, uh, my mother-in-law to come over and babysit Liam so we can go do this. And um, anyways, so yeah, I mean, the announcement comes out, what, yesterday-ish? I don't even know what day it is anymore. And yeah, you know, everybody has to, yeah, everyone has to pivot, right? And from an organizational standpoint, I think people who are a little bit more uh, organized from top to bottom, or at least know they're still kind of scrambling, right? Because that's a lot to pivot from saying, Hey, we're going back to school to we're doing the online schooling now. And I think, um, I think where people are kind of learning about the necessity of a home office now or workspace, it's so crucial to have something like that. Absolutely. Um, pivot is definitely a keyword and I'm going to just 
for a second when you first said that when you're announcing pivot is the keyword of 2022 again it reminded me of the friends episode where right to pivot pivot, it pivot. Just, it's like ingrained in your head now um right. yeah the home office thing for sure is helpful i mean for people who can carve out a space right our house is designed that we were able to turn the old dining room into a home office um which my sons are now back in um in a different way but yeah they've got their computers set up in there now so it's nice that they have a designated place which the doors shut and you, it's quiet right both doors shut to the access um but a lot of people don't have that option so they're dealing with you know a small um closet maybe in the spare room that they've taken everything out and they kind of put a table into it and make it a little bit of a a nook um or a reading area even for their little kids to sit and have the reading on a special cushion in a corner like wherever you can carve out something that that's sort of a little more intimate and quiet to give you space to think because a lot of people have laptops now right they're not the big desktops so they can move around thankfully and find a quiet space i know kids teens especially love to do their homework on their beds you know where they're comfortable and sometimes that can be good sometimes it can kind of lead to the kind of dipping over on the pillow and all of a sudden they're <laughs> they're, they're a little out of uh out of the screenshot but um you just carve it out where you can and hopefully you know life gets back to relative normal situations again soon i mean i don't know what parents do that have kids like liam's age he's not in school yet but maybe the daycares are shut down i don't know the situation there exactly for some, they've been open throughout this just on a, a a different sort of setup, I guess, right? Where they're doing like a switch between. But the parents who have, the, I I don't envy that because they're having they have to go to work. There's only so much that can be done from home for some people's jobs, right? And you have two parents leaving the home trying to deal with little kids. Those are who I feel for because you know, and the homework especially too for for parents who are trying to work and deal with the kids with homework. And then you've got kids who are really struggling through this who have not done well online and the parents are just probably going here we go again like i i they know what they're heading into this time it's not well maybe you know maybe it'll be okay and they know this is not healthy or, or a good way to learn for their child that's a lot of extra stress and none of that is being accounted for in anything being addressed um that that i know of right the, the mental health the cry for the mental health scenario is is being put forth and all the other things on the back burner of that, which is, you know, delayed treatments and delayed all these other things. I, we have to deal with what's at the forefront. I understand that in the medical realm, but there's a lot of things behind the scenes that are taking the hit as well that have not been discussed in two years. Yeah. And I, you, I mean, you hit the nail bang on Karen. It's like, um, I had Jan Kaffer, a good friend of mine from, uh, who's now the former CEO and Bill uh, Mara took over the CEO role at Hotel de Grace as of uh, Saturday. Oh, wow. um, but I had um, Jan on the show just before Christmas, just to kind of reflect on her career at Hotel Dew and, you know, some of these partnerships that they've had uh, in place uh, for quite some time uh, with CMHA, Canadian Mental Health Association, Windsor. And that was one of the things that, you know, she was kind of sounding the alarm on um, was the long term mental uh, mental health effects of these constant pivots. And certainly from a homeschooling perspective um, for a lot of these kids and. You know, I, I honestly like try to stay out of the, and I, and I think I do a good job of it, but I try to stay out of the sort of the politics and political realm on social media. It's not why I'm on social yeah. media. I don't right. want to stir the pot just to stir the pot. I had my stab at that when I was working in traditional news, not a fan. But when the announcement came out yesterday, I just put on my Facebook. Um, so how are you feeling? Right. Yes, I saw just, that. Just to gauge, like not whose fault, yep. how are you feeling? And I, I really did spend the time reading all the 300 plus comments we received. And I, my heart breaks for a lot of those parents. Um, you know, Carrie and I have said multiple times we're lucky because we have our bubble with her mom and stepdad and certainly my mom. Uh, shout out to my mom for coming over today so I can get some work done. Um, but if you're a single parent and you don't have a support system, like how the hell are you doing it? Like, I, 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 I don't know how they're doing it. Honest to God, I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know either. And I think they're maybe relying on hopefully someone's reaching out to them if they don't know where to go, just a friend, even as someone that their children play with, you know, just to check in if they can even help them out in some ways to, Hey, you know what? They play together anyway. Maybe we could have them get together and I'll watch them for the day and give you a break or whatever they need to do. I don't know what people are doing either. 
And, you know, on the forefront of that, the same thing, like you said, your friend you had on that you were talking to about the hospital, you've also got healthcare workers, right? It's, it's their parents too. And they have to go to work and they're under the most stress of anyone. And you never, ever hear really, they're not vocal on social media about it at all. They're, they don't use that as an outlet. I don't find, I've not seen, I mean, of all the people we know that work in different variations of the healthcare system, they're just, they just don't engage with it. I, I think they're just so overwhelmed talking about it on a regular basis. You know what I mean? They just want to get away from it. And maybe, a lot have gone off social media just because they don't need more of it when they get home and, and different things. My heart goes out to them because they're having to pivot more than anybody and they're exhausted, right? Yeah. I mean, look at even just the flights canceled. Oh my God. I saw that over the holidays <laughs> and uh, I was just like, Dude. someone calling in at a hospital, right? And right. then your shift is that much longer. You've got to take on more. I mean, I just really feel for them. And it's just, you know, they were talking about, you know, in the press conference yesterday, they were talking about the tsunami that's supposed to happen over the next couple of weeks. I always turn my head this way because I go to a giant desk calendar on the side. Yeah, of my like, desk. You're not a dog, I, I know. <laughs> Everybody was like, why did you turn his head? I got my, I'm old school. Like you talk about calendar. Like I, I'm old. Yeah, school. me too. I'm a paper right? calendar girl. I can't, yeah. I can't, I, mm, I put it in my phone. So I have things with me, but it's after the fact I write it in the paper one first. This is like, honestly, between humane society and the podcast and everything else I got on the go here. It's like, this is my, I like, like it. It's color coded. Thank you. Well, I, there's a system to my madness. I used to do this on um, when you used to hop on AM 800 with me. I would have like pink would be for AM 800 and then green would be for anyway. So I, I carried that over. It keeps me very organized. Right. But, um, you know, when, when you talk about some of the things that have been happening for, you know, people pivoting, it's like, oh my God, like I can't imagine working in an industry right now where you're having to react to okay you even take it from um a restaurant i mean we could even talk about that i mean the restaurant perspective too it's like if you're relying on that as your sole income uh as a server as a chef yeah what like i'm gonna or say owners. what the hell like what or the, what the hell, yeah. or the owners or whoever anybody providing um you know hospitality what the hell are you doing for the next three weeks i i, I don't know i i right after christmas it's a kick in the balls pardon my language it is yeah. Um, and I get why we're doing it, but I also feel for those folks that have to make those financial decisions that are quite honestly, I have a friend right now who's saying he does a lot of, um, restaurant tourism and different things to do with the hospitality industry. And he says, you know, a lot of these, these bailouts and things are great and, and, and they're needed. However, when things get back to normal, quote unquote, I still have to pay all this back. So it's yeah, keeping me above water, but the lake, the pond is getting bigger because I'm going to, I'm going to have to pay all this back. Yeah. So it's, I, I don't know. It's I, I don't, almost like a student loan in a way. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, and then absolutely. I don't even know what the coverage is now for things like this two week shutdown. I don't think they have that same kind of coverage again this time around. Do they? I, I, don't, think, I haven't heard of any programs the government's doing, but I'm not on, and that's not in my. Yeah. And, and, and I try to like, again, I try to, kind of be very selective on some of that. I would I absorb, especially when it comes from a news angle, but from what I understand, Trudeau set it up where um, I think it's like 300 bucks. Um, that's going to kind of offset folks who have been directly affected by a lockdown closure. Um, and then I saw somebody on TikTok the other day saying, you know, my rent is 2,100. Yeah. Um, where's the other 1,800 going to come from? Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think there's a, a, a an easy answer to it. Um, I just, I, I really feel for the folks and I, I don't know what the next steps are, you know? It's been hard to read some of the comments of people who are directly affected today. Oh yeah, um, Having sure. to shut down the restaurants, they've made a choice to close versus take uh, do takeout because it just wasn't cost effective for them in a big way, not just a minor way. They were They tried like the first few times, right? They've been through this and they know what works and what doesn't. And so for this, for the sake of everything, they just said it's it's better off just to close down than try and fight our way through this for two weeks. And I hope it is only two weeks. I really do. Yeah, Let's really too. hope that kind of gives it the break it needs to kind of lighten the load on the hospital um, front and for everybody else as well. And just kind of shift us back to where we were, where things were doable. I really hope that's the case because I don't, I hope the kids aren't in, in, it doesn't sound like it, but we don't know because all these changes come through so last minute. We really don't know what is the forethought there. 
with um, the schools and everything else. But I do hope for many of the kids' sake, especially that really need that connection, um, that they get that and they get back to somewhat of a, the way they were at least, they were adjusting to that. They were happy to some extent with it, you yeah. know, connection at least. And now it's, yeah, like my son's mobile, right? They're driving, they're, they're of that age. It's the kids who aren't and they're kind of stuck in a pocket or out where you are, you know what I mean? Where they're bust in, let's say, to different things, yeah. right? But they're not seeing their, their friends. So. Um, just before I want to continue with that thread there, and I just want to get to a couple of comments here. Um, uh, a couple of more coming in through your Facebook. Eric says, hi, Arms and Karen running around to visit multiple family members on Christmas Eve day and Boxing Day is tiring, but you got to love all the food. Um, look, look at the, do you see his picture? I love yeah. it. <laughs> Eric's uh, Eric's a good guy. He's the guy who runs eyes on Windsor. Right. And oh. uh, he's, um, Super cool dude. Uh, love him to death. But yeah, he's right. I mean, it's funny. Like when we did the, when I was at my mom's, I'm like, I need a plate to go. Cause like, this is going to seriously carry me over into boxing day. So load me up on a plate, please. And thank That's you. So fun. I'm sure she was happy to, cause nobody wants to be left with a fridge full of the food either. Everyone's always putting <laughs> it out the door. Right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, you know, so Barb, fun. Barb commenting on, um, you know, asking people how they're doing. I mean, it really is a loaded question. Mm -hmm. I roll emoji. Um, you know, and I think, I think people. That's a very good sentiment. Right. Yeah. It's it's like I think people have to or try to whatever it is in their home. And this is, I think, where I think somebody like you is so crucial if you don't have that skill and talent like you have is to really make sense of their living space and make it. I think if the pandemic has taught us anything, if we're if you're in a position where you're going to be home a lot is to really make your home into a place that you love to be. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been saying that to Carrie, my wife, over the last couple of weeks, like, like we're very lucky, you know, we're prepping the nursery right now. We're doing a lot of renovations and um, trying to, you know, keep Liam occupied. He's got a sweet playroom down here just across from my office. And yeah. it's uh, one of those things where I think from an organizational standpoint, when everything's in its place and you feel that wholeness, I think that allows some mental health relief when it comes to some of the stress that we've been seeing. Absolutely. And you're lucky enough, like you said, to have different floors to your home. To be able to sort of shift the view every once in a while so that if you are home, you can kind of move around and, and use different spaces. And, and I kind of like going down to, even though our basement's finished, it's more the boys area, but I don't mind spending time down there to do a puzzle, right? Because it's just a place I don't spend a lot of time. So it's a different view and it's kind of nice. Same with up in my craft room. I, I obviously spend time up there, but not like I do on the main floor. So it's nice to shift to these different places when you have the room to do so. And we're very fortunate to have that. Absolutely. But your projects lead me into something I was thinking of as well. What are, what are, what is everyone doing? I want to hear comment if, if people can on what you're doing to kind of, what do you do to preoccupy yourself just in the winter in general, right? In, in the two months, if you're an outdoor person, that's fabulous. I mean, if it snows, I love it because we go walking a lot on the trails in the South and it's beautiful. Um, but you know, what do you do if you're not an outdoor person? Right. And you don't really like the cold much and you want to stay in. So what do you do? Do you do projects? Do you save up these things for January and February to get you through the winter months? That's kind of what I want to know. You know, there's there's different things that I recommend to clients who are kind of trying to stay above water when we get a craft room organized or whatever. I'll kind of, OK, what are your what are your focuses? What are you doing? You know, what do you love to do? Let's set that up so it's easily accessible in the most front part of the closet, let's say, and, and keep the other stuff to the back like journaling, right? Let's put all your journaling things together and make it easy into a tote that you can tote that around the house as you choose to do so. And then it's all together. Like it's, it's thinking of it in terms of little pockets of, of things like this, just like with the kids. And we were talking about the home office, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have designated space, having a rolling cart that allows for the homework to be kept and the extra paper and pens and different things that you can just roll off to the side when the kitchen table needs to go back to dinner time, that's all you need. It's just organizing what you have it doesn't mean you need that designated room or the, the Pinterest idea or whatever you see on Instagram. It's just overload telling you whatever you have isn't good enough. Don't go down that road. Think, what can I do to make this space better and mine, right? What, what do I need? Not what is out there, but what do I need? We could take from, I just need inspiration. And then I go, something triggers, I can do that. Or I really like that. And then it becomes, you know, far better off. Um, I I think Karen, part of that too is the journey too, right? And I'm so glad that you brought this up. I, you know, I did um, my friends over at the Bulimia Anorexia Nervosa Association, uh, Lucy uh, and and Patrick, who I've worked with for years, they approached me before um, 
Christmas to uh, team up with them to do some cyberbullying talks, um, virtual talks in, in schools right across Windsor, Essex. And, you know, when you talk about finding things on social media, which social media is such a great tool, but seeing that sort of comparison trap, right? Like, so when you get those inspiration for doing cool stuff uh, or to say, oh, why, why isn't my office like this? Or why isn't I like that? And I want it to look like this. I mean, everything is so picture perfect. It's like a highlight reel, right? On social media. But then I, I firmly believe it's part of the journey to get to that point, right? So I know like when I kind of slapped my office together because I knew I was going to be working from home primarily indefinitely, um, I, I kind of said to Carrie, I mean, I started off with one small desk and Amazon had a sale. I did the, picked up the L shape <laughs> to it, honest to God. And it's like, now I can do this when I'm looking over things or right over here and, you know, and then like add a few things as I go. So it's like yeah. the journey for me to have build my office instead of just getting everything done at once, like you said, is like, that's part of it, right? Using what I have and then being yeah. able to say, you know, maybe I do this, maybe do that. And I think that's, that for me is joy. And I think for a lot of folks who want to yeah. dive into that can find that joy in the journey as well. Yeah. Some people kind of put the cart before the horse and they go, you know, purchasing everything first and then it, it doesn't work in their space. So we kind of have to, buy, they always ask, should I go buy bins? Should I go buy this? I mean, as much as I'd love to have some things on hand, I'll usually have a little bit of a supply, but normally that just, you're spending money you don't need. And then you've got the return aspect and a lot of people aren't good about returns. So they've just wasted money, right? Let's figure out what you're keeping first. And you'd be very surprised. You probably have a lot of bins we're able to repurpose or whatever. And it depends how aesthetic you want it to be. You know, but I agree with you. I, I'm I'm exactly like that. Things are built sort of tier by tier. I kind of stand back and, and think about it for a bit. And then I, I'd love to spend the money and go, okay, let's do all this all at once. I mean, that'd be great. Let's but just go. It's too much. It almost overwhelms me. I'm more like you. I like to kind of pace it and, okay, what works, sure. what doesn't. Yeah. And let's fix that aspect and then move on. So. There's that whole thing, my friend, too, about the secondhand economy. And I got to tell you about that because I've like been, I've been outed as like somebody who lives on Facebook buy and sell. So I want to talk about that in a second here. Okay. Um, so you got some some folks commenting here. Uh, Barb says to to your question, what do you do in the winter months? She goes, I read, I purge my closets I and the drawers and I do some simplifying. Um, I think that's that a lot of folks. I mean, we've done that with our closets too here is to, I mean, Carrie, I've kind of made Carrie go through all of her stuff and be like, okay, if you're not wearing it or you don't think you're wearing it, pitch it, let's donate it, you know? So it, so she's very organized and yet we all have our things, right? And I'm sure yeah. she's looking at you for your collection, you know, and she, I know you did that before you guys um, got married. Yeah. And it's, it's back now. I don't know if you can see behind me. It's, <laughs> it's like everyone, like I got messages from the show, Karen, and people are like, oh, like talk about the secondhand thing. Right. So I started to like re collect and then Liam, I'm, I keep saying to Liam, like, dude, when you get older, this will all be yours. And he, and Karen's like, well, he's into it. But I've like, honestly, like I've just gone like. I don't know. That's like my thing where I'll find things on buy and sell and people are, you know, into it. And I'm kind of replenishing my collection now. Right. And inflatables. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I okay, have to read so, it because you always. <laughs> I'm you so always proud. I'm so like, listen, the guys who were on the, our season one finale, Adriano, Ian and, and Adam, who are all my friends, just like you, they were like teasing me. Because they're like, dude, Carrie is going to murder you because you keep, and it's true. Like my obsession is inflatables, like the ones that you put on the lawn. Um, I and I just every time I go out, I always try to look for sales, and there's like a system to it. And honestly, I'll like I'll make my rounds to Lowe's, and I'll go to Home Depot, and I'll check out the superstore. Super, don't discount the superstore; they've got great deals too. And you know, Christmas Eve, I even bought a brand new one. I came home, and, and I like, saw that. One more. Yeah, one more. And she's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, it was on sale. It was $10.99, regular $14.99. I say five bucks and it's up on the lawn. So yeah, I, it's, and now they're still out there now. And now she's kill, she's like kicking me because she's like, all of our neighbors have their stuff down. And I'm like, well, it's like 90 below right now. I'm not going to, so they oh, may be up for yeah. the next couple of weeks, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, first mild day, you'll have it down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're a sucker for a sale. I love, I love a good sale if it's stuff that I really want and I really, um, I like, I like uh, Amazon's bad for that, right? Like I'll, there's a couple of these guys I wanted action figures from Amazon and I was like, ah, I can't justify spending that. And then Black Friday and I'm like, put it in my cart, right? So, well, multi you know. there, don't you find that the, the ads present themselves? 
all of a sudden very conveniently, oh, look, oh, look, oh, look, once they get wind of what it is you're looking for or even say into your phone, really, that's happened more than a few times, right? The discussions oh, yeah. you have and up it pops. Gee, how convenient. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm like, Ooh, this is kind of neat. This is cool. And I'll, I'll buy it. Right. Put yeah. it in the cart. Um, Pam says, I love listening to your tips, Karen. Oh, thank you, Pam. So there you go. Uh, Barb talking about our cleaning. It's an age thing. Yeah, probably. Right. It could be. It's also one of those things where it gives you a sense of control. Um, over what's happening on the outside when you can't control things around you or what's happening. I find it does make a lot of people feel good to control kind of what's around them. So, you know, I find when I'm kind of getting nervous about stuff or, or whatever may happen, like if I have a big thing coming up for no reason at all, I'll go to a closet. No one's ever going to see when we're having a party and start cleaning it. Why I spend the time there? I don't know. It's just, but it makes me feel better. You know what I mean? So it's like my outlet. It's what I use to kind of, all right, you know, something's, something's in control, even if the rest of it may not be, right? So it's that thing of, it's not having control over everything. It's just more the idea that purging it feels great, you know, letting things go that you don't need and creating space and just seeing things simplified is a wonderful feeling, right? It is a load lightened and we all feel the same way when that happens, when stuff goes out the door we don't need, when we sell things on marketplace, right? Whatever it may be, if you're donating, selling, whatever it is, it's, it's gone and that's a great feeling you know, to purge and move on. So tell me about your marketplace. Well, oh my gosh. So Carrie gets mad at me because I'm, she's like, you're always on your phone. And I'm like, I, I you got to act fast on marketplace, man. Like I've gotten honest to God, like, I, okay. True you story. Do. I so get that, but you, you have to, right. Cause in, and you got to come in cash, cash offer. And I'm coming now. Right. Like, <laughs> honestly, like case in point. So this was probably a week before the first of, no, probably two weeks into December. And we have a very specific inflatable theme in our front yard, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's, Carrie thinks it's just, it's just stick them where you can find room. And I'm like, no, there's a theme here. It's like Mickey and Minnie and they're celebrating Disney Christmas and Santa and Mrs. Claus are doing their thing. And I had Olaf um, and, and I said to Carrie and I, I found an Elsa on Mar Marketplace and Car Liam was like freaking out. He was like, oh, this is so cool. Um, I wanted a Sven, which is the reindeer from Frozen. Yeah. And they had a really nice one a few years back. But the thing is with a lot of people don't know this about inflatables. I sound like a nutcase right now, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> the inflatables, once they come out for a season and that's it, they're like limited edition. So okay. because of COVID and because of everything else going on in the world today, um, they're really hard to come by, right? Like super hard to, hard to come by. Like once they're in at Home Depot, they have them, then they're out. So I really wanted to get a spend and I wasn't going to spend the exuberant amount of uh, American dollar to get it from the state shipped over here. Mm -hmm. So I found one on buy and sell and the guy literally posted. So I messaged him and he was selling it in a lot. So there was like some Ninja Turtle ones. And I said, dude, what do you want for Sven? And he's like, okay, well, this is the price. I'm like, I will come right now. It's like 10 o'clock at night here. And I'm like, cash, I'm coming now. And he's like, yeah, I live in Maidstone. I'm like, done. I masked up. Carrie's like, where the hell are you going right now? And I'm like, <laughs> I'll talk to you later. I got to go. Bye. Peel out of the driveway. I get there. The guy's laughing his head off. And I'm like, he's like, I didn't know how popular these were. I'm like, yeah, man, it's like a whole like thing. Like people ended up getting it. And um, Carrie's like, really? So I took a picture of it inflated in the garage. And she's like, it is pretty badass. So then it's outside beside Elsa, like a little frozen scene. Well, now, but, now, yeah, they're not just Olaf's not out there by himself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He has, it's a little scene now. And then Carrie yeah. says to me, this is how I know I want her over. She goes, I think we need to find an Anna. And I'm like, I'm already well on the way. You got to find them on buy and sell because, you know, I just, it adds to the collection and then you rotate them out and then, you know, go from there. So that's my, that's my guilty pleasure. So that's funny. But I agree with you. It is fun to look at because there's, it changes every day and there's always, you know, there's, if you're looking for something like you said, so I have certain things that I'm looking for that are only, you know, like you, you can't find them now. Yeah. So, you know, um, I happened upon this piece of art actually. It's beautiful. I love it. It turns out to be an original from a Quebec artist. So oh, really? it was for like five, six hundred bucks, and I got it for thirty. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, that's an awesome so, deal. So I got it reframed, which of course cost a pretty penny, but there it is, and it goes with the the hutch. I'm pretty happy with this. This this was what I was sort of looking for as a piece to tie the room together. Now it's going to help me focus on the other wall, and what's going to go there to complete the dining room. Right. But this, I love this piece. I just love how it's painted and, you know, it's 
Paris scene and I love Paris. So plus you have that like underscore of you got it for an awesome price, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it just makes me happy. Exactly. And you know, my husband liked it too, obviously. And it fits with what we were looking for and, and that type of thing. So it was one of those same things. I'm on my way, you know, and they're out in Lakeshore. I'm like, mm, okay, I'm coming. You know, it doesn't always work out, right? You do the best you can. I never ask people to hold things. I'm always up front if I can't make it to let them know I don't leave them hanging, you know, or try not to, of course, because that's unfair. We've all been through that, right? Where you're waiting oh, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. it has ups and downs marketplace, but it is a great place to purge things. So I'll put together, like last year, I think I got rid of, I think it was before Christmas, actually, it must have been. And Halloween, same thing. A big box of stuff just mixed for one price versus the nickel and diming of, yeah. I'm more apt to give things away than bother with it. It has to be worth it to post it on Marketplace. You know what sure. I mean? You get a lot of questions, especially if it's a hot item. And then you're just answering everybody and they're getting frustrated and people are fighting over stuff. We had a free fence up one time. Our fence needed to be taken down and it was the original fence, which was like 30 years old. Okay. All the boards were rotting. So we were replacing the entire thing, right? But I said to my husband, hold on, wait a minute. Let me put this up on Marketplace and have them remove them. And they did. And they came and got them and they were fighting over the fence boards. And some guy resold them. I don't care. They were free. They got rid of them for us. And we got on with the project. So it saved us a lot of time. Sure. Free for, free for us to give away and for them to buy. And then if some of them sold it, some of them used it, whatever the case may be. So now when we are building things, I try and keep as much as the landfill was the idea, right? I'm all about that. It's new to someone and it's better than what they have. And if they want to use it for whatever project, that's what I try and do with whatever we have and what my clients have too. Without, you know, we do have time obviously as, as an essence for some, because the more they hold on to things and wait for it to go here and there, it exacerbates the problem I, I came here to solve, right? which is getting it out the door. Sometimes it's just, nope, I'll take it. I'll put it in my car and I'll donate it for you. You know what I mean? If it's if it's a case where I really feel they're going to have a problem letting it go, or if it sits at the door, they're going to take it back in. You know, it's not a forced thing, but I can kind of see that coming in with other people. It's, nope, go ahead and, you know, post this up. But I can tell you right now, the market's flooded with this or that. So you're probably not going to find a buyer, but have at it. That's what you want to do. I have no problem with that. The point is you're letting it go, right? That's the key. I, I love, you know, over the years that you've been on my shows and we've done interviews and stories and things that I love how you sort of ascertain that sort of personal connection with people and things, right? Like we all have a personal connection. Like for me, you yeah. know, we, we used to joke around what four or five years ago that I was getting rid of all my comic book stuff because I was getting married now. And now here we go. Fast forward six years later, I'm sort of building up my collection, very, very strategic about it. But uh you know, I've got my things and, you know, I, I, Liam's always in the office kind of looking at different things and taking things off the shelf, which I'm fine with. And, you know, kind of giving him a backstory on different things. And I, I, I like that. I like, I like that connection because I think people do identify with a lot of the things that they may keep in their homes. Like I, you know, I've got all my little Batman and Star Wars stuff. It brings me some joy. Yeah. And um, I think that's, that's crucial for people to realize what does bring them joy. Well, we should connect with what is in our home for sure, but but actually addressing sometimes when, you know, we go room to room with clients and even myself, you know, I look and I think why, like that's been there when something's been there for a length of time, it becomes almost white noise and you don't really see it for what it is anymore. Mm -hmm. So you really have to think directly, you know, what does this mean to me? Is this really important for me to keep? Or is it sometimes I just think, why? No, I don't use this anymore. So it's going, but the things that are very important to us, you know, and just, it's the conversation. I'm just drawing it out of them to think through things and help. it helps them decide on the yes or the no, right? Is, well, why? You know, it's not a disrespectful why. It's just talk me through it. You know, it, it's obviously a valid reason. And some things are just, I don't know. I just can't. And by the end of the process, we've set that aside in a special pile, which I try not to let get too big because that maybe pile tends to be quite big <laughs> in the beginning, right? And then the decision-making comes along as we proceed and and people let go. But they address it at the end and they don't look at it the same anymore. Once we're kind of on a cup, you know, a couple of sessions in or three or four, they begin to think differently. And that's what I'm looking for to help them out. You know, they begin to see their own things differently, right? Their belongings and, and what's special to them. And like you said, let's highlight what is and honor it. Let's pull it out of the box and display it. If it's important, it should be sitting out where you can see it and love it every day. 
it kind of reminds you of things, right? I, you know, some nice ties to the mm-hmm. past that really bring, I always said like all the different stops I've done over the years through broadcast, I always managed to get one of the microphone flags from a place where I was working. Right. And I like to keep those yeah, out as a nice reminder. Like that. Yeah. I, I kind of, well, it's five finger discount on the CTV one. Don't tell them, but, uh, <laughs> I grabbed one from 89 X when I was spinning records and then AM 800 and the CBC too. So it's a nice reminder. And it's funny. It's like, to me, it's like, okay, these are mic flags. We used to go out and report, stick them on a, you know, a mic and go get the interview yeah. and do it. Right. And Liam looks at him. He's like, well, what are those for? And I'm like, well, you know, put it on the microphone. Well, and he's such a smart kid. He's like, cause he's got a little tape recorder and little, he's like, well, can't you just record it uh-huh. on your phone? And I'm like, no, no, no. I go back then we had the microphone and you had to, makes me sound old, but um, you know, you but kind no, of identify. Nostalgic, right? Right. And that's something specific to you that's not, a st- so he'll look at those differently, remembering once you tell him these things over and over, that's where it sinks in. And these are the stories that he'll be repeating someday, right? This is, this is where they came from. So when we were talking about schooling uh, earlier in the show, um, it should, you know, we we're talking about getting Liam on the bus. Like one of the things that kind of to talk about, like how t- fast time is going, um, Carrie and I were starting to investigate schools uh, for mm-hmm. him because uh, he's going to kindergarten uh, this September. And we were kind of doing our homework on it. And here in, in the Amherstburg and Carrie, we, we belonged to a Facebook group for neighbors here in our neighborhood. And Carrie had pulled the, the families on there and saying, hey, here's a couple of schools in the area. What do you think? And I'm like, man, like Lincoln, you'll miss it. Like it's, I can't believe it's, you'll be turning four on the 26th. And it's like, I can't believe like four years have gone. Like, I I don't know if you feel the same way too. It's just like time in very much ways is slowing down, which I think is a good thing. But I also feel like things are really speeding up too, if that makes any sense at all. Oh, it does. It does. I understand what you're saying completely. It's the time we're in is making things sort of slow down because there's not much, you know, that, that we're doing that we used to do almost at a frenzied pace, right? And that that's not a bad thing that we've slowed down. You know, I almost prepared for this in a way without consciously doing it. I picked up, you know, a couple extra puzzles and I bought like this picture, this wooden, you put it together and you paint it. My husband and I did one before we had kids and there's an, this little mistake in it. And it's kind of our, we laugh every time that we screwed it up, right? So there's one now that the four of us are gonna do supposedly probably my husband and I probably me but build it together and paint it right and I I thought well this would be a good thing to do during lockdown you know if we have another lockdown coming or even just winter in general I think of these things as far as winter projects but you know you think of time passing and you're like wow that was how long ago and then with Liam especially turning four like everything that was around your journey with the hospital and everything right after he was born it is just that's four years ago that's insane You know, and the little ones, especially when that that four years goes way faster than you think, where you're all of a sudden registering them for school. And then after that, it's like eight years goes by. They're done grade school and they're into high school. And you're what? And then high school is even faster because it's only four years versus grade school. So it kind of does this sort of speeds up, slows down a little speeds up again. And then and then like I have a 20 year old. Right. So where did that go? (laughs) Wow. So, and our parents think the same. It doesn't change for anybody. Everyone feels the same about it. It's just, it really just registers every once in a while with every parent, it seems, you know, and grandparent, like, where has the time gone? It's so precious. It makes you really realize how absolutely precious it is. Yeah, I, you know, I I agree with you. And I think, you know, somebody once told me, like, they don't stay this young forever, right? And, you know, we're, knock on wood, blessed that we're expecting another one. Um, Yeah, it's so exciting. I, I'm, I, somebody said to me, like, actually my mom said to me today, she was like, you believe you're going to have a daughter. And I'm like, I, I'm still like dumb. Like, I'm just like, it's not, it's registering. Cause I've been working on things in the house. <laughs> like, I'm also like, I don't know. It's like, I, I'm very excited and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm just, it's almost a like cautious trepidation. Right. Um, well, for sure. You know, that's just kind of where I think Carrie and I are both like that at this point. It's uncharted territory, right? You know what to do with a boy and now, you, you know, you're going to have a girl and it's, it's a different thing. And, you know, it's, you've been through this before and it was a little bit of a, a different scenario the first time. And, and like you said, there's emotions behind that that you've posted about. And yeah. it's also very exciting time to, you know, what's coming and it's just a beautiful thing, you know, and to welcome her in. And it's just, everyone's waiting with bated breath to meet her. So 
that'll be yeah. pretty exciting. I, uh, I also, you know, I said this to Carrie many times because we never really had the take the newborn home from the hospital experience, right? We went from take yeah. the newborn to the hospital in London to the hospital in Toronto, and then three months later, take them home, God willing. And I know for me, I, I, I you know, people are, you know, friends that I've had who've had, you know, babies are like, oh God, I'm so tired. And it's like, yeah, I would love to experience that, right? Like I was very much tired when we brought them home from sick kids, don't get me wrong, like, but do it again oh, in a heartbeat. Sure. But, um, and I would very much like, carry to experience that as a new mom. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, I think that's so crucial too. And I think folks, uh, I think as you as a parent can understand, you know, the, how important those first couple of months are to spend with your child. Right. Especially when you get them home from, from the hospital. Yeah. You envision it. And that's all I thought of was when you first put it out, what was happening, you know, envisioning Carrie sitting there and thinking, this isn't how I saw things. It's not how you envision you think, okay, here for a day or two. And then you, know, you take them home and you have the first bath at home and you have all those first, you know, at home privately as a family. And here it is just, you know, doctors and tubes and all these things that you didn't envision. It's, you know, not knowing what was happening either. Right. I really, you know, I'm excited for you that you'll have that experience. Hopefully this time. It's, yeah. That that's just, yeah, there's nothing like it. You know, you come home and you, it's, it's just the family, right. Just, just the three of you, the four of you at the time now. And getting Liam to sit with her and hold her and all the things that should happen, right? Yeah. And I hope they do. Well, thank you. Um, you know, that's why I'm trying to get my binge watching in now. I mean, you talk about what people do during <laughs> the winter. Like, I just know I'm going to be like super busy, but that's okay. I like to be busy, but yeah. I, you know, that's why like this winter break or lockdown, like I, like I'm the one who primarily gets the groceries in the house, right? Like I okay. try to, you know, Carrie still works at the pharmacy and she's, you know, frontline. So I go out, I do the groceries. I was taking Liam with me because he used to get a kick out of it. Um, and then when everything started to break about Omicron, I was like, hey, no, he's staying home. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm keep him here. I'll bring him a treat. It's fine. But like, honestly, like I, I've got stacks of movies and shows. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, that's my guilty pleasure. However, I, I'm guilty for doing this. Like, oh, I got all these movies and shows to watch. And then two seconds later, I'm on this. Right. So I'll be sitting there watching a show and then I'll be on this, you know, on TikTok or something like yeah. that. And it's like, I have to. So you're partially know. watching, right? You're not really paying attention. Yeah. 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 And then I'll actually watch the same show a couple of times. Like I did that for one of the Marvel shows this summer. Like, what if um, this Marvel show on Disney Plus? I was like, oh, OK, I'm kind of into it, whatever. And then I was like on TikTok, going on TikTok or I was on Facebook or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I should get into it. So I had to rewatch it so I could kind of pick up on the nuances and different things I missed because that's the type of viewer I am for the stuff that I like to watch. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I think we're all guilty of that to an extent, but I've tried to limit and watch the hours. You know, like it gives you the feed of what you're doing on here, you know, your, your screen time and whatnot. And I think that's a good thing. And then also leaving it maybe charging on a counter over you know, with notifications off, right? Watch the show, be present yeah. and then go back. Cause it's all waiting anyway. And when I do that, I don't find I get as much out of a show either. You know, mm -hmm. when I'm watching it and I'm distracted with something else, you're not engaged the same way. You really miss so much. Like there was one episode I was doing something. I was just watched Handmaid's Tale and I finally finished show. it. I was, I think I was gritting and grinding my teeth for a couple of weeks <laughs> while I was watching. It was so Stressful. I didn't even know, but I had this almost cramp and a muscle right here from my jaw clenching and my teeth felt, I mean, well, we all know what, because we read the book, most of us in high school. Right. And I've yeah. met Margaret Atwood a couple of times, which thankfully I've been fortunate enough to do that, which she's amazing. Um, but that book has always stuck with me since high school reading it. And then the, the show is even more amazing how they brought it to life and took it that much further, but it's stressful. Like it's, it's an, <laughs> It's not an uplifting show to be watching right now. I will say that. So I'm kind of well, glad over, but wow. I, I was always a fan of the actress who plays the lead in it. Like I'm not, like I'm aware of Handmaid's Tale. Awesome. And like if, uh, yes, yes. And and yeah. she was, I used to love her in Mad Men, right? Like loved her. And Mad Men was like my show, right? I used to love watching that on AMC. Um, Carrie got, really got into Handmaid's Tale. So I would like come upstairs and like make a sandwich or something and she'd be watching it and I'd kind of eat sandwich and watch I'm like oh this is really weird and then I started to read a little bit more about it on Wikipedia oh. and I'm like oh my god like this could I'm not trying to 
freak anybody no, out, but like, it very much like go that way. They to, explain how, yeah, yeah and 100%. Right? All the things that happen, and especially because it's like, oh, they're in Toronto, I'm not giving anything away, right? It's you yeah. know, there's a Canadian thing, and it's dystopian society, right? It, there's yeah. many books around it, but I just found the way Margaret Atwood writes, let alone the way that this was shot, and she was you know, on set. She's in the film, actually. She's in one of the first episodes. Um, she has a little cameo. But they did a fantastic job bringing her writing to life and the way they, just everything, the cinematography and just the, 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 the her, Elizabeth's role and the way she depicts this character is so, the levels of emotion are, I can't imagine what she must have given emotionally to that role and how exhausted she must have been. Because her of all characters in it, right, was the thread throughout. And it, it's incredible to me what she gave up and how brutal some of it was. I, I, hats off to her. She's a brilliant actress and I really never gave her the credit before I didn't, I may saw her in some things, but this blew me away. It was just an excellent series. I, I Again, I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't watched it, but I, I recommend it because the, the, mm-hmm. the episodes I've seen um, was the one where it was like a flashback and I, I don't want to give it away, but it's, the guy in the hospital with the baby and yeah yeah and i was like literally pit in my stomach right where it's like not being a dad like before i was a father i was like all this stuff i'd watch it wouldn't phase me or anything but then being a dad now seeing this like anything to do with kids like in kids are in danger i'm like i'm like just i'm not outraged but i'm like oh well somebody's got to do something in the show like you get all like fired up about it but i saw that i was like you got to be kidding me yeah yeah, it's exactly it. It puts you right there. And my husband's the same way. When anything to do with kids, he's like, uh, quick changes is not quite the movie for me. And he's like, can watch anything. But when it involves kids, it just bothers him to a different level. So, yeah, no, it was phenomenal. <sighs> well, I hope to God that things sort of smooth out here over the next little bit and we can kind of have some semblance. Um, you said that, you know, you've, last time you were on the show, uh, you know, you're encouraging people to contact you through your website. Uh, you know, people have questions, they can still contact you. I know things, you said things are kind of slowed down a little bit right now for you or the Christmas yeah. break for Get Organized. Yeah. Yeah, they have. And with, with obviously this, but I'm doing, um, still doing consultations and virtual organizing as well. And then booking, you know, sessions into the near future, hopefully. So I'm absolutely still up for working and especially the virtual can get you started. So if nothing else, and you want to tackle something, but you're not quite sure how, or need a little, you know, cheerleader behind you to, to help you along, then I'm your gal. So check me out on uh, getorganizedwindsor.com. Well, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, thanks for opening up the second season with me. Um, you're going to be in the rotation of regular guests. Like I, I say to people, like I'm like, I like people that I just like riff with and it's like, throw them in. It's as long as they got the time to shoot the breeze with me, I'm down. Me too. <laughs> I always love talking to you. It is so easy, right? Because you just talk about, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it always seems to come full circle. So. Well, God bless you. I appreciate everything. Um, stay healthy, stay safe. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll be in touch over the next little bit. But in the meantime, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And, and thanks for being you, Karen. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks, Arms. Thanks for always, uh, like you said, giving us some good news to look forward to and, and a reason to smile with the show. So I appreciate what you're doing. And I know a lot of people in the are do too. So thank you. Well, God bless you. Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. You got to check out our website. Uh, Amazing lady, uh, very talented in what she does, and uh, obviously very passionate about getting things organized so you can live your life in the fullest. So if you want to find out a little bit more about her, you can check out my website, armswomenlive.com. And you can also find her past episode. She was one of my earlier guests in season one. That's up on YouTube, also up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. A uh, couple of comments, close out the show. Richard says, hey, congratulations on season two of the ABP. Awesome. Richard, thank you so much for watching the show. And then Kim says, hey, great job, Karen. Uh, I agree. Always glad to have uh, Karen on the program. So coming up next week, uh, we're going to be doing weekly shows here for season two of the Arms Boom and Like Project. We're going to be welcoming somebody who was commenting earlier today. And I'm really excited about this because I think it's extremely timely uh, next week. On Tuesday, January 11th, Dr. Andrea DiNardo is going to join me. She is a psychology professor, uh, also a keynote speaker, and we're going to talk about mindfulness, resilience, and more during these quote-unquote unprecedented times during the pandemic. So uh, Dr. Andrea, very, very, very warm and lovely lady. 
Uh, she'll be joining us on the show to take your questions, talk a little bit about some strategies and some ways that you can navigate this latest lockdown and how to spread a little bit of joy and kindness with people in your everyday travels. So thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Uh, you can always comment, like, and subscribe on any of the content that we have. And make sure, again, to check out my website, armsboomandlike.com, for past episodes of the Arms Boom and Like Project. We'll see you next week here on the ABP. 